Coming up, we're talking fast young drivers at Trophy Cup. Gio Selzy beating the Outlaws. We've got a first-time ASCS champion, a big weekend for Matt Shepard, and more. Today is Monday, October 25th, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Trophy Cup 27 is complete, and the story of the weekend was centered around young drivers with immense talent. On Saturday night, it was young Ryan Timms winning the battle, while Buddy Kofoid was winning the war. Kofoid's win on Thursday night, plus a second on Friday to win Enrico Abreu, and a fourth on Saturday carried him to the Trophy Cup points title and the $27,000 payday. He was strong all weekend long in the Works 57 with Paul Silva on the wrenches, and I'm not sure many are surprised to see him walk away as the champion. Kofoid's talent and Silva's knowledge were going to be a very potent combination to try and beat, and that certainly came to fruition. He joins a very strong list of names to have won the Trophy Cup, and I'm sure it means a lot to Kofoid as he's from California. In the final rundown, Kofoid topped Colby Copeland and DJ Neto for the championship. As for Ryan Timms, the 15-year-old driver from Oklahoma continues to be massively impressive in a sprint car. He won five times this season with the ASCS National Tour, and on a night where he was just hoping to make the feature, he ends up winning over a field of more than 80 cars and some of the best sprint car drivers in the country. We've talked about Timms on this show plenty in the past, and he continues to be just an absolute gasser, um, picking up wins along the way. For several of the other big-name drivers in the field, results were mixed. It was a very respectable event for Anthony Macri, who finished 2nd on Thursday, 12th on Friday, and 11th on Saturday. It's really great to see him venturing out of Pennsylvania to get experience elsewhere, and he was definitely strong. Tyler Courtney was a uh, feature runner all three nights, but didn't compete for wins or top fives. Corey Eliason had two top ten finishes. Justin Peck couldn't get out of a BMA in any of the three nights, and defending champion Rico Abreu's only bright spot on the weekend was the Friday night victory. Up next for the California sprint car scene is a pair of King of the West races coming up this weekend at Keller Auto Speedway and Kern County. On Friday night at the Lakeside Speedway, Brad Sweet took another step forward towards the 2021 World of Outlaws Championship topping David Gravel by three positions in the final rundown and extending his points lead to 98 with four races remaining. We talked back on Friday about Sweet being a better finisher and a better qualifier than Gravel at Lakeside, but Gravel did just about everything he needed to do early in the night to try and turn it around. He went quick time in qualifying and won the first heat race to make the night's dash. Gravel got burned by the dash draw, though, starting back in eighth and only climbing to seventh at the checkered. That meant a seventh starting position for the feature with Sweet up in third. That seventh starting position has been a kiss of death all season with the Outlaws. No Outlaw wins have come from seventh, while sixth has five wins and eighth has one. According to the numbers, the odds were against Gravel. Both drivers finished lower than they started, but Sweet's sixth was uh, with Gravel back in ninth was exactly what the 49 needed. So 98 points over four races is 24 and a half points a night. Divide that by two and Gravel must average beating Sweet by 12 and a quarter spots per night. That's just not going to happen here. Out front in the feature, it looked like Kerry Matson was on his way to a dominating win. He led the first 26 laps from the outside front row, but a caution with four to go for a slowing Brian Brown gave Gio Selzy the opening he needed. He slipped by Madsen on the restart and drove away to his first outlaw win of the season and third of his career. 
Donnie Schatz finished second. Madsen dropped to third. Aaron Reitzel was fourth. And Logan Schuhart finished fifth. Selzy ran much of the race with a bent-up race car after he and Aaron Reitzel came together on the front stretch early on, and Selzy made sure to thank Reitzel in his victory lane comments, saying, quote, I fell back early when Aaron Reitzel tried to crash me on the front stretch. It bent the tie rod drag link. The steering was almost sideways, but it just gave me some extra motivation to race that much harder, unquote. Gio's certainly not mincing words there. That KCP team has definitely had an up-and-down year, winning the 360 Nationals, but not a whole lot else. Bernie Stubgen left the crew chief post a few weeks back, and since then, former Reitzel crew chief Dylan Buswell has taken over. Not a bad start to his tenure as the head wrench. Looking ahead, the Outlaws race Friday night at Lawton in Oklahoma, Saturday at Devil's Bowl in Texas, and then they close out the year at World Finals November 4th through the 6th. The SCS National Tour 4 360-wing sprint cars closed out their 2021 season over the weekend at I-30 Speedway for the Short Track Nationals. We entered the final event with J.J. Hickel 52 points shy of championship leader Blake Hahn, which meant that Hickel would probably need Hahn to have issues to really have a chance. Unfortunately for Hickel, that trouble never materialized for the 52 team. Instead, Hahn put on one hell of a performance on Saturday night, battling the likes of Jordan Mallett and Sam Haverteep and eventually coming out on top for his third career short track nationals win and claiming his first ever series championship. Han started fourth and was in the mix for the entire race, initially leading laps 12 through 15, but lap traffic made the battle out front really interesting all race long. The race's only cautions happened inside the final 10 laps, and that kept the top runners bunched together and actually helped Mallet keep Han at bay. But coming to three laps to go, Han was finally able to clear the 14, and he drove away over the final few laps to the $10,000 victory. Haverteep finished second, Mallet third, Hickel ended up fourth, and Derek Hagar was fifth. In the end, Han, to uh, Han topped Hickel in the standings by 72 points on the strength of seven wins, 23 top fives, and 35 top tens in 39 feature events. Hickel, in his rookie season, had five wins, 25 top fives, and 32 top tens in 38 feature appearances. Congrats to Blake and his, uh, his team on the championship. And what a great season for Hickel. So impressive all season long. Hopefully we'll get to see him on a touring series again in the future. At the KKM Giveback Classic at Port City on Saturday night, we had a relative unknown driver in Steven Snyder Jr. jump up and stun a talented field of racers to grab the win in the finale. The 16-year-old from Maryland started way back in 14th and rolled some hot bottom to the front. He got by leader Dazen Persley late in the going to bag the win and his choice of either a Chili Bowl ride with Keith Coons or $15,000. In his Victory Lane interview, he said he would be taking the ride. So come January, he'll be making his Chili Bowl debut with KKM. Persley, Brent Cruz, Frank Flood, and Gavin Boeschel completed the top five behind Snyder. I love the idea of this event, with drivers able to come in and win their way into a seat. It feels very much kind of like the gong show we used to get from Roush Racing for their developmental seats or even something like Q-School for professional golfers. People always piss and moan about ride buying, but Snyder came in this weekend, was really um, impressive, and muscled his way into a top seat for the Chili Bowl. It really doesn't get more meritocratic than that. The Eastern States weekend at Orange County Fair Speedway is in the books, and it was a good few days to be Matt Shepard. On Friday night, he bagged the nearly $6,000 win hard clay finale with the Short Track Super Series, and then on Sunday, outdueled Stuart Friesen in the Eastern States 200 to take down another $40,000. It was Shepard's first career win in the Eastern States. 
Behind Superman, Friesen finished second, Matt Williamson was third, Anthony Perego fourth, and Peter Britton completed the top five. Shepard has already claimed the Short Track Super Series North Region title. He's headed this weekend to Georgetown to try and take the South Region from Mike Mahaney. And then following that, he'll be at World Finals to claim the Super Dirt Car Series Championship. Not a bad few weekends to finish the season for Matt Shepard. Even though both national tours didn't race over the weekend, there was still plenty of money to be had in a dirt late model around the country. Jimmy Owens rolled down to Florida in a crate late model owned by Michael Lloyd and bagged the $26,000 to win Powell Family Memorial at Alltech Raceway. Up in Pennsylvania, future World of Outlaws rookie Max Blair used a backup car to win the $25,000 top prize in the Keystone Cup at the Bedford Fairgrounds. The Fall Classic down at Why Not Motorsports Park saw its first ever back-to-back -back winner with Dennis Herb Jr. taking down the $15,000. The one-man band topped a nice field that included Kate Dillard, Tony Jackson Jr., and Spencer Hughes. Ashton Winger made it a clean, uh, clean sweep at Sonoya over the weekend, winning both Friday and Saturday night's Southern All-Stars events for a combined $13,000 payout. Corey Hedgecock was a $12,000 winner at I-75. Trent Ivey bagged the super late model win at Modoc. And Josh Rice took the win at Florence. To see more from the late model weekend, check out dirtondirt.com. There is a little dirt racing happening on this Monday with the opening of the Carolina Midget Showdown at Millbridge Speedway here in North Carolina. Millbridge normally hosts Outlaw Carts and Micros, but they did run this uh, midget event last year. If you might remember, this was one of the first times, if not the first time, we saw Chase Elliott in a midget. This event is a two-day affair with full programs both nights. Tonight is a 2,500 win race for the midgets, along with 600 non-wing micros and beginner box stock carts. This isn't really a big area for midgets, so don't expect a huge car count, but the quality of the cars we do get uh, should be really good. Seeing that Christopher Bell and Gavin Bosha will be in attendance with Keith Coons, Chad Boat is bringing Ryan Timms, Brent Cruz, and Jade Avedesian. Alex Bowman will have his midget out for CJ Leary. We should also get to see Kenna McIntosh, Zach Dom, Ethan Mitchell, and Nick Hoffman back in a midget. If you aren't nearby, both nights will be live on Dirt Vision, and you can watch with your Fast Pass. Also, Wikipedia is sponsoring the event, so you know he'll be posting a ton of updates to his Twitter account. Speaking of streaming, there are two shows on the streaming schedule today, with Dirt Vision showing night one of the Carolina Midget Showdown at Millbridge, and there's Flow Racing at 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.